0: I want to pray and then my cousin has a word of knowledge so we're going to get that going right now let's pray father in jesus name i pray that in these next few moments oh Wow. Yes, Lord, that in these next few moments, that the very ground we stand on would begin to shake. I pray, Lord, that you would shake up everything that ain't you. In the very core of who we are, Father. Until we look exactly how you want us to look. Until we talk exactly how you want us to talk. Until we move exactly how you want us to move. Come on, why don't you begin to pray that out, Lord? Shake it up. Shake it up. Come on, come on, come on. This has to be your prayer tonight. Lord, shake it up. Oh, rapanda, so rapanda. Oh, rapanda, so cool, rapa. Created me. Come on, come on, pray, pray. A clean heart, oh God. Oh, rapanda, and renew, and renew, and renew. Make me over again. And renew a right spirit. Whoa, oh, rapanda, Sianda. And we don't say Lord when you see it or Lord, if you see it, we say, Lord, you see it, so take it out. You see it, Lord, take it out. even if it if it pleases our flesh, even the hidden things that we've hid behind closed doors, even the secret things that we've tried to hide from you. take it out, Yama Shakho. This is why we came this week. This is why we came. We didn't come to hear a pretty message. We came to have an encounter with Jesus. And it's happening now. Come on. Let's go. Let's press in. Hey, right here. Hey, Malachi. Hey, bro, just lift your hands real quick, man. The Lord was speaking to me about you, bro. I saw a vision, and I heard the Lord say, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. And I feel like God's going to put a powerful deliverance anointing on you, bro. Caleb, come up. Caleb, come. you lay hands on him real quick. And how we need it. I heard the Lord say how we need it. I feel, like he say, I feel like he said it was so urgent, too. So, Father, I thank you that you would put a powerful deliverance anointing on this man, Lord. Father, I thank you that when he walks in schools, Lord, that people will get set free. I see people throwing up from the power of God right now. And Father, fill his hands with fire. Fill his hands with fire, God. Lord, I pray you bring them into this. Bring them into this, Lord. Come on, lift your hands. Lift your hands. Lift your hands. Oh, Rapa. <laughs> I hear the Lord saying, for the very place you're standing is holy ground. Oh, Rapa and so Wide eyed, mystified, may we be just like a child staring at the beauty of our King. Oh, rapapapapa! Wide eyed, mystified, may we be just like a child staring at the beauty of our King. Come on, do you want to look at him? You are beautiful. In oh. you are, you are beautiful in all your way you are you are beautiful come on let's worship him just a little bit more you are beautiful you are Oh, may we never lose our wonder. You are beautiful. You are beautiful. Yeah. Come on, sing that. Say, you are beautiful. You are You are beautiful, Jesus. You are beautiful. You are beautiful. Oh, come on, gaze upon his face. You are beautiful. May we never lose our one wide-eyed mystified. Everybody sing it. Wide-eyed mystified, may we be staring at the beauty of our bright-eyed, wide-eyed, wide-eyed mystified. Yes, Lord. Listen, hold on. I want you to do this. For the next 45, I normally say 30, Mom. But for the next 45 seconds, I want you to get lost in worship. Listen, I know this is a kingdom church, so we can say this. Church people come to church to hear a word and three songs. Kingdom people come to this building to encounter the living God. We're not coming for form or fashion. I'm telling you. We are coming for the devil's neck this week. And this is how it happens. In the presence of the king. Of the... Hold on. Hold on. In the presence... Of the king of kings. In the presence of the Lord of Lord, Man, that's so much to impact all in itself. But if you truly understood who you were in Christ, your worship would flow freely. Because you would understand that when he's saying king of kings... He's actually referring to me. He's the king in this room among many kings. He's the Lord in this room among many people that he has named Lord. Why? Because you're in him. And that's your identity. That's who you are. Now worship him from that place. 45 seconds. Go seek him. Seek him. Seek him seek his face seek his face oh come on come on go 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 you worship him from a new identity you're worshiping him from a new place go 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 get it get what you need come on now oh no 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 most so come on 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 oh yes lord Come on. All the saints and angels, they gather around his throne. They're singing to him now. What is your response? What is your response? When the king of kings enters the room, what is your response? What is your response? come on come on come on just a few more seconds just a few more moments in his presence just a few more moments don't get tired don't let your flesh tell you to stop worshiping this is what we're killing this week don't let your flesh dictate your worship Don't let your flesh dictate what your mouth says. Open your mouth and give the one who's worthy the worship. Give the one who's worthy the praise. Come on. This ain't ain't cool. This ain't your cool day. I don't care about your swag. It's time to press in because your life is at stake. Come on, come on. Wow. Come on. I feel something shifting. I feel something shifting. Come on, come on, church. Youth, open your mouth. Lift your hands and open your mouth. This is the problem already. You've been waiting on your parents to do it for you. But it's your time to open your mouth for yourself. Open up your mouth and begin to cry out. Come on, come on. Jesus! Whoa! Wow. Wow! All right, grab your Bibles. Let's stay standing for the reading of the word. Go to Ephesians chapter 4. We're going to be real quick because Saxton started something. And he didn't know that I really feel like that's what the Lord was saying tonight deliverance the beginning of a revival I believe that a revival has to start with deliverance because how can we put in you something and you already filled up because now we got to get rid of man matter of fact go to Ephesians chapter 4 I wasn't going to preach this but I feel the Lord saying this go to 22 actually I'm going to skip 21. (laughs) Jesus. All right. That you put off concerning your former conduct, the old man which grows corrupt according to deceitful lust. Let me see that. Can I see that? I'm sorry I didn't tell you this, but can we see that in the Passion Translation? let's read this together and he has taught you to let go of the old lifestyle of the ancient man the old self life which was corrupted by sinful and deceitful desires that spring from delusions that spring from thank you delusions Take your seat. Take your seat. We're going to be real quick. And I already feel the fire of the Lord burning in this place. Real quick, let's just do a check. If you're excited to be here tonight, can we give God praise now? (laughs) Youth, if you're excited to be at Rise 22, stand up on your feet and give God praise now. Youth and young adults, I'm sorry. Okay, okay. Just had to check. Just had to check. Just had to check real quick. Well, Do me a favor, look at your neighbor, and I want you to say, hey, the preacher is about to come for you. Do me another favor. Would you turn to your other neighbor and say, "Hey, shots fire." All right, here we go. Thank you, Joel. Stay right there. You good. But stay right there. All right. Verse 22. Now, this these passages of scriptures have I would say at current church, and they would start laughing, have become my favorite scriptures, because I say that every week. <laughs> every scripture every scripture has become my favorite scripture. But this truly has become a text that I have begun to live my life from, and the only reason I can preach this to you tonight is because the Lord himself began to preach this message to me. I literally recall one morning, I had to go speak, well, we got an opportunity to go speak to an internship group, and my wife was sitting in the bedroom, and I went and sat on a little balcony, and I was like, Lord, I don't know what I'm about to say to these youth, I don't, I don't know what I'm about to tell them, and I began, I actually began reading in Ephesians chapter 2, and so I started reading through there, I was like, oh man, this is good, Well, the whole Bible is good. well I was like oh man this is real good and I you know I flipped over to three and we're going through and then I hit Ephesians chapter 4 verse 21 and verse 21 let me read that real quick Ephesians chapter 4 verse 21 it says if indeed you have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus. For the next few moments, I want to talk to you about Jesus, a reality within a reality. Jesus, a reality within a reality. Now, the reason why I read verse 22 is because I was actually just going to read verse 21 and stop right there because I thought that was enough. But Holy Spirit just told me, no, I want you to touch verse 22. So I'm actually going to hit 22 for 22 first, and then we'll come back to 21. So 22 is full of some things that is, the Holy Spirit is causing or calling us to check ourselves, right? Now, the first thing that the Lord showed me in verse 22, I like it in the Passion Translation, if we can see that back up there again. The Passion Translation says, and he has taught you To let go. So it's actually referring to Jesus. It's referring to Jesus. And he has taught you to let go of the old lifestyle of the ancient man. Now, I want to pause at the ancient man. And the reason is because when I was reading this, I was like, Lord, but I'm not ancient. I'm like, Lord, I'm only 27, yo. Are you serious right now? Who are you talking about and who are you talking to? Holy Spirit spoke to me. This He said, "I'm actually not talking about you. I'm actually talking about something that got inside of you. I'm talking about something that got inside, got on you. Now here it is. Oh wow, she and their soul, rapandia soul. Now I want to go back. Let's go to Genesis." Genesis, let's go to Genesis. We don't have to pull the verses up. You know the story of of Genesis uh, when Adam was in the Garden of Eden. Adam's in the Garden of Eden and Adam is actually where? In the presence of God, right? Verse 21 said, it's in Jesus. So in other words, Before sin, Adam was in a reality within a reality. Matter of fact, I just taught this on Sunday, that the word spirit literally means superhuman. In other words, when Adam, before the fall, was superhuman. Adam, matter of fact, matter of fact, here this is, because I I don't want you to say he's preaching heresy. This This is it. The Bible says, let us create man in our own image. Image was not just the outer appearance. Image was everything who God was, Adam became. On earth. Right? So here we are. Before the fall, Adam was in a reality. What caused Adam to step out of a reality? With Jesus living as a superhuman to now being like Second Corinthians chapter 3, or 1st, I believe it's First Corinthians chapter 3, verse 3. And Paul addresses them and said, now you're living as mere man. mere man. This wasn't the first time you see that. The first time you see it is with Adam. Adam went from being in a reality to now being, verse 22, living in a delusion. Adam went from being superhuman to now just a mere man. And this is what the Lord showed me. He says, I have given you, John 14, 15, 16, you need to go home and read it. I just said, I said this on Sunday. You need to let that scripture permeate your soul. That needs to be your life scriptures. John 14, chapter 14, chapter 15, chapter 16. This is why. Because Adam, or let's actually, let's talk about us now. We've been created to live with the Spirit of God. My spiritual dad's been preaching this. Completely formed inside of us. Right? Completely formed inside of us. What is causing me to step out? Of a reality where the spirit is completely formed in me, where I'm living as a superhuman to now living as a mere man. The same thing that caused Adam to step out of a reality. Within, a, And how could it be the same thing? Because it's ancient. Because it's ancient. Now, let me show you this. You're like, whoa, that's not the text. Yes, it is. Here we go. First Chronicles. or Actually, let's go to 1 Samuel chapter 30. 1 Samuel chapter 30. 1 Samuel chapter 30. Verse one. Now it happened when David and his men came to Ziglag on the third day that the Amalekites had invaded the south and Ziglag attacked Ziglag and burned it with fire. Now we're just going to stop right there. I want you to understand. I'm going to give you the backstory of it. So let me help you out. The ancient man is most definitely referring to the ancient man, which there's only one ancient man. That's trying to disrupt your life. Now watch this. Do you remember the story? When God speaks to Saul. And tells Saul to go kill all the Amalekites. Do You remember this? He tells him to kill everything. Saul gets greedy in his heart. Man. Who begins to mess with Saul? The same ancient man that messed with Adam. So now Saul plots in his mind that I'm going to keep some of this stuff. Why? Because it was a pleasing to the flesh. This is where Romans chapter 7 comes in that explains to us. Man, Jesus, I feel like preaching now. There's a war. There's a war going on in the flesh. And catch this. The war did not start until there was a law put in place. Until there was something that was combating what I felt on the inside. There wasn't this tension. But the moment there came something that came to correct the ancient man, which was the moment. Wow. Jesus. Watch this. (laughs) This is why the Bible says that Jesus didn't come to do away with the law. But he came to fulfill the law. man, And the problem is that you think that the law is bad. Paul said, it ain't the law that's bad as you. Look at somebody and say, shots fired. shots fired. Okay, okay. Now, here we go. Here we go. Here's David. Here's David. And I, I want to show you this. Ancient man, remember this. Saul was instructed by God to kill everything he saves it and now here in one Samuel chapter 30 David is wrestling with someone that was supposed to be taken out now because his parents in the room I'm just gonna get you real quick this is the problem could it be or let me just submit this to you Let me just submit this to you. Could it be that the reason that the youth are struggling with what they're struggling with is because the parents were supposed to kill it? But they let it live. You were supposed to kill it. But you. Oh, whoa. You couldn't kill the pornography addiction, so now your kid's struggling. You couldn't stop sleeping around, so now your kid's sleeping around. You couldn't stop drinking, so now they're drunkards. You couldn't stop smoking, so now they smoke they till they can't feel they And this is the problem with the church. Yeah, sure. The same Amalekites that were supposed to be taken out are the same Amalekites that now have come into the camp of David. Because because you couldn't crucify your flesh. I've seen it too many times where youth and young adults are struggling with depression because the parents are at home struggling with depression. But you're trying to pull me to church. Now, I praise God that I have parents that exemplify Jesus in front of us. I ain't talking about my parents now. They exemplify Jesus. <laughs> I ain't shooting no shots at them. <laughs> but this is the problem. I'm Man, the reality is, is if the youth, if you really heard their cry, you would understand that what they're really saying is, I'm fighting a fight that was not actually mine. I'm I'm fighting a battle that I didn't even sign up for. I didn't want to have these lustful desires in me. But because you wouldn't confront it. Now I'm struggling. Because all I've seen is men creeping out the back door. But tonight, tonight, this is what you got to see. They might not have killed it, but you can. They might not have dealt with it, but you can. You don't got to be angry. You don't got to be mad, you don't got to be frustrated, you don't got to throw in the towel, you don't got to give up. All you got to do is give in. And that's the... All you got to do is surrender.
1: Look at somebody and say, it is time
0: now. It's time to take out the ancient matter of fact. Go to Colossians 2.15. This, I want you to know this. This is the authority that you walk in. And I'm going to explain to you why you walk in this authority because we're going to flip back to Ephesians chapter 4, verse 21. Remember it said, in him, in Jesus, right? He's the reality within a reality, right? This is the reality. This is how the ancient man is defeated in your life. Look at somebody and say, it's actually nothing that you did. It's everything that was given to you. Let's look at 2.15. Actually, let's back, up to, uh, let's back up to 12, actually. All right, here we go. 11, go to 11, go to 11. Thank you, Mom. Thank you. They, they, uh, they said one more, one more. <laughs> All right, here we go. Whoa, there it is. First two words. Where are you at? In him. <laughs> All right, let's read it together. In him, you were also circumcised with the circumcision made without hands. So where is that? In the heart, right? Made without hands by putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ. Verse 12, buried with him in baptism. Uh Uh-oh. Now let's address this real quick. I believe this is a major Uh, topic in the church that is not presented the correct way a lot of times we go to churches okay i won't even i was about to name a church but i ain't gonna name but we go to churches we i'm like yeah i won't say it but we go to churches watered down churches that tell us this is just an outward expression of an inward decision this is just something that that you do once you say you've accepted jesus Look at somebody and say, that is wrong. Okay. Now, do you remember when the Israelites were fleeing Egypt and the Egyptians began to pursue them? Do you remember this? And the Lord splits the Red Sea and the Israelites walk through on dry ground. The Egyptians continue to pursue And the Bible says that they were swallowed up. That is baptism. Uh Uh-oh, this is why the Lord had us to say this. Because the ancient man, (laughs) because the ancient man pursuing me, as I flee him, he had me captive for a long time. But as I run, and as I surrender to the Lord, The ancient man pursuing me is swallowed up. Whoa, I need a 10-second praise break for all of those who says that the ancient man has been swallowed up. Go now. One, two, three. You owe God a praise. You owe God praise because when the ancient man pursued you, he made a way. When the ancient man came after you, He made a way. Whoa. Walking through on dry ground. In other words, the Israelites didn't even have residue. They didn't even have residue on them. No mud. Whoa. And, oh, that's what it is. In other words, catch this. They begin To walk in another reality. Within a reality. Because how in the world does water part and there's no mud? Not just water, but the ocean. It parts and there's no mud. The only explanation is that now when Moses steps out into the water, he took them to another realm. <laughs> we had a conversation about a month ago about the portals of heaven. When they stepped, when Moses stepped out into the water, the portal, whoa, shakanda. There was a portal that was open in the midst of chaos. You ought to just look at your neighbor and say he will always make a way. Look at somebody else and say he will always open up the window. There's a way of escape for you. You don't have to fall victim to the ancient man. Why? Because there's a way way of escape. What what door have it? What door is unlocked? What window is open? How has he made a way for me to flee this? There is a way. Wow. <laughs> oh. Okay. All right. So, with him in baptism in which you were also raised with him through faith in the working of God who raised him from the dead. Okay. That's a lot to unpack. We're going to go to the next verse because we have to come back to that. Because that correlates with verse 21 in Ephesians chapter 4. Let's go to verse 13. And you, read this with me, come on. And you, being dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, he has made a lot together where? With him, having forgiven you all your trespasses. Now, ultimately, this whole message Is talking about holiness. Now, you might not like it, but it's the truth. God has called us to be holy. Look at somebody and say, there is no other way. Because the Bible says, holiness without no man shall see the Lord. This is the only way. This is the only way. Right? Now. You have to understand that in order for you to have holiness, which is the character of God, you first have to have the identity of God because the character flows from the identity. Nasty people, they're nasty. They do nasty things. Angry people, They do angry things. Now, the question is, who have you taken your identity from? Because if you're if in your heart, you're uncircumcised. Now, this ain't me telling you this is the Bible. If you're uncircumcised, then your father is the devil. And you've taken your identity from him, from the ancient man. Now, if you're circumcising your heart, raise your hand if you know you, you're saved and filled with the Holy Ghost. All right. Now, your identity flows from the one who is righteous. And because he is righteous, then everything about him is holy. And if your identity is taken from the one who is righteous, then you're righteous. And if you're righteous, then everything about you is holy. Should be. Now, we're going to address that at the end. The should be's. All right, here we go. He has made alive together with him, having forgiven you all, trespasses, verse 14, having wiped out, come on, read it, the handwriting, oh, oh, that's the, the righteous requirement, all right, having wiped out the handwriting of the requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us, and he has taken it out of the way, having what, nailed, now, Before we read verse 15, the problem that I have with church people is they don't know when to shout. Because, see, I can't read that and stay calm. (laughs) So this next verse, we're going to read it, and I want you to be prepared because we're going to have a 10-second praise break. Okay? All right, here we go. Let's read it. Verse 15. Having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. On the count of three, give God praise. Go. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine shout wow yes Lord so we did all that to get to this point if I'm in Christ then me fighting the ancient devil is not my doing In other words, I have the ability to overcome a man who's been here longer than me, who's watching my every move, who literally has a team that has desires to steal, kill, and destroy. And you're telling me that little old me Can defeat someone who has more knowledge than me. He's a pro. He's ancient man. I've only been here fifteen years. I've only been here sixteen years, and here it is—an ancient man. Jesus, this is how. Because it's not your doing. The ancient man has been defeated. Now it's up to you whether you partner with him or not. So here we are. In other words, what I'm saying is that identity from the ancient man is not forced on me. The problem is I chose it. And this is why it's so hard to get rid of it, because it's something that I want. Okay, wow. The difference between us and David was David began to cry out to the Lord, number one. And then David said, bring me to Ephah. I don't, in other words, David's saying, I'm not entertaining. I'm not entertaining this ancient man. I'm going straight to the one who I know. I'm going straight to the one who I know has defeated it. Because catch this. Now, David, number one, was extremely prophetic. Extremely prophetic. I would even go on to say that David was a prophet. Psalms 22, David literally prophesies the coming Messiah. All right? Now, I believe that how could David know that in the midst of the ancient man attacking him that I could call on Jesus? Well, here's this. I believe that David, in a moment of despair, had a, had a glimpse of the scripture, and I, I, I'm not going to quote it verbatim. But the scripture that says that before the earth was even formed, the lamb was already crucified. Before the foundations of the world, there it is, the lamb was already slain. In other words, David had a glimpse of the one who had already conquered it all. And David said if he could do it, then, then he can do it now, right? So David, man, <laughs> David steps into a reality where everything else looked contrary to what David needed to see. Matter of fact, the adversary had came. Man, oh wow. Okay, Lord, the Lord just—he's speaking to me right now. I'm just—I'm trying to. Of my thoughts because he's, oh, <laughs> okay. This is what the Lord is saying to me. Are you able to seek me in the midst of adversity? Are you able to praise me in the midst of chaos? This was not the only time that you see David doing contrary to what most people would do. And and this is why I just want to tell you this one thing. This is literally, Uh, the Lord told me this on Sunday and I just got to ride with it until he releases me from it. He said, I want you to preach this one thing everywhere you go. We're in the world and we're not of it. This is how you live in another reality. You only see what you want to see. Now, for some people, you're like, oh, that's your imagination. I only see what I want to see. That's not, that's not reality. You're correct. I'm living in another place while I'm in this place. I'm living in another reality while I'm in this reality. Catch this. Any other eyes. If your eyes see anything else. Now, this is a hard truth. I don't want you to be upset with me. Verse 22 said it. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 22. Anything else, you're in a place of delusion. You're in a place of delusion. And the enemy, back to Adam, the enemy presented Adam an illusion. Why would Adam need to eat from a tree to be like God? He presented him an illusion. Which led him to be delusional. And all I'm... well wow, This is the reason why we're here tonight to break the delusion off of your mind. In other words, all I'm trying to say, I'm done. And all I'm trying to say is this. You cannot be full without Christ. And the enemy... Wants to tell you that everything else will fill you up. This world will fill you up. He t- he, that's all he wants to tell you. That it will fill you up. But Ephesians chapter 3 says that you might know the fullness of the love of Christ. In other words, his love is the only thing that can fill me. His reality is the only reality that leads to another reality. His reality is the only thing that fills me up. And so tonight, we're going to get everything. Can we take this? We're going to get everything out of us that's been filling us up. We're gonna get everything out of us. We're gonna break every delusional mind. You do not have to live depressed. You do not have to live angry. You do not have to live with a lustful worldly desire on the inside of you. Matter of fact, you don't even have to live with what you see in this world because God is offering you another reality. And it's a place, wow, it's a place where only those who choose not to compromise can stay. It's the last thing. What happens? Now I'm come for those should be holy people. Those who've been saved but living carnally minded. What happens when your opportunity to walk into a reality is gone? Jesus said today is the day of salvation. You don't know if the next moment is promised to you. But you're playing Russian roulette with your life. Yes, Jesus, I love you on Sunday. But Monday and Tuesday, you live in however you want to live. You put back on holiness for Wednesday night because you got to come back on, on midweek, or maybe you go in the youth group. So I'm holy, holy, holy. Thursday, I'm right back out there doing what I want to do. And the only reason I can tell you this is because I lived it. Come on down, Come on down, Come on. I remember the nights. And because my cousin here, I'll preach it. <laughs> I, <laughs> I preach it anyway when he's not here, but I'm going to preach it now since he's here. <laughs> I remember the nights. And this is not to boast or glorify in this. It's all to boast in the power of Jesus snatching us out of darkness for real. I remember nights. As matter of fact, I'm going to just speak on one specific Sunday, actually. It was a Sunday morning. And, uh. There was a preacher who had started coming to our church, and we used to have him with us all the time. He would ride in the car with us, and all, I mean, he would tell us some of the craziest stuff. And honestly, I remember the Sunday that he got up, and they gave him the mic, and he literally called me and Saxton out I over the mic. And I'm looking at him like, bro, we told you this in confidence. <laughs> <laughs> we, t- you weren't supposed to say none of that, and he called it out all over the microphone. And I'm gonna tell you, actually, I remember having a conversation with Saxon maybe like the next day, or maybe not the next day, because the next day we was hot. You know, we had we had done left church, and we probably went and did what we was doing all over again. <laughs> but I remember. Maybe a few days later, we had this conversation. And I believe it was that moment that actually changed our lives. I I really believe that because, matter of fact, a few weeks after that, Saxton left to go to Boise. And there was a transition that happened in his life, and because it happened in him, I was like, Lord, do it in me. (laughs) But I remember having a conversation, and we said, even though it came from somebody that we didn't like well we loved him but in the moment we ain't like him (laughs) even though this rebuke came openly over the church even though this rebuke was something that we didn't want to hear we both said it was the Lord and that moment changed our life for forever and this is all I'm trying to tell you tonight you might not have liked how it came out you might not have liked that shots were fired at your life you might not have liked that your your toes were stepped on but it's the truth You cannot, and this is what he said over the church, and it hurt our hearts. You can't go to the club on Saturday and get up and play the keyboard and come preach on Sunday. And we were doing it. We would go to the club on Saturday, get up and preach on Sunday morning, and the church would be flipping over. I vividly remember moments where we would get in the car after church, I'd be like, "Sax." Sacks. And we, our little cousin Chris was with us, and I would literally say to them, how in the world did that just happen? How did the Lord move at that capacity knowing what we just did last night? He, what he wants to, and he loves his people. Now, this is what I'm trying to tell you with that story. Two things. I already said the first one. Might not be what you want to hear, but it's the truth. And the second thing is just because you're operating, operating in a gifting, maybe even having a little anointing on you, you might got a little sprinkle of juice, just a little wonder. And people saying, man, what is he doing? He must be praying all night. <laughs> Just because you have that and you can move a church or you can fool a couple of people to think that you really got a prayer life does not mean that you don't or not living in a delusion. That scripture told us in Colossians that it's only on the inside that you know this what was it the circumcision or the uncircumcision in other words it's saying you're either in light or darkness and I believe the Lord wants to break the deception off of us because many of us think we're in light but yet there's this worldliness This ancient man that keeps pursuing us. But the Lord wants to take out the ancient man. And only when you take out the ancient man, that's when the old self can be crucified. That scripture said, the ancient man, here it is, and he taught you to let go of the lifestyle of the ancient man, the old self-life. So now he went from talking about the enemy to talking about me. If it's not me that's taking out the ancient man, then how do I get to the self-life? It's only through a real yes. That is where deliverance is. It's in your yes. A real yes. Yes. All right, here we go. If that's you tonight, and you're saying, "Man," matter of fact, we're not going to do that. We're not even going to play games. All of y'all need it. Every youth in this room, get down here now. Let's go. Don't come focused on anything else but Jesus. Sax, come on. Alicia, come on. Kiyosha, come on. Keith, come on. Jasmine, let's go. Some of these youth and young adult workers, come on. Come on. Focused on Jesus. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Hands lifted, eyes closed. Live. Come, come.